Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Shannon Feltis. I'm Bonnie Dutch. And this is You, you Are, are that. that. We are two sisters who cannot take a compliment. And real talk, you guys, we kind of need them right now. Yeah. maybe just like a back pat no if you could just look us in the eyes from across a grocery store and do that slow head nod with the blink that says i see your struggle that'd be cool oh my god i did it as you said it because i felt it in my soul it's real i see you girl i see you you too all right we have a remote episode coming your way which means your brain at some point is gonna say hey this sounds a little different let your heart tell your brain hell yeah it does and i'm into it today's episode we have a dear friend who we met through kismet weird wonderful channels she's delightful she is everyone's beloved thanatologist we have miss colin perry thank you for joining us i'm so excited Thank you for having me and for that, that wonderful intro. Yeah. <laughs> You're the every woman, and I'll let you tell everyone a little bit about yourself, but you are the American thanatologist. You're yep. a teacher. You're a speaker. You got TED Talks. You're a podcast host of Life, Death, Tarot. You're a cookie maker, and you're like all around a great human, and I've used you as my personal beacon of life multiple times during dark times. And I think you're fucking wonderful. But do you want to tell the people what you do? Yeah. Okay. So I am a thanatologist. And thanatology is the study of death and dying. And I pinky promise that I am an enjoyable guest at parties. I do not. (laughs) I promise that I don't bring the mood down all the time. I try to bring it up. But you I'm are a not a storm cloud. You are a ray of sunshine. You can be both things. I think in your field, it's important to have someone like you because you can't just have, what's the guy from the dry eyes commercial with the real boring, you can't be that guy and do your job. It's inappropriate. But you also can't be a Pollyanna because it comes off like, hey, look on the bright side and I want to slap bright siders in their face. No, (laughs) No, Cole is one of the most real humans and this interview has been a long time in the making. And I think that this is perfect timing. I think it worked out great. 
Yeah, the the pandemic has been really interesting as it is, you know, for most people. And it's given my work like a completely different angle and depth. And I've had a bunch more people enter my orbit since the pandemic because they're navigating loss. Shadow loss. Shadow loss. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like all of these things that we are grieving that we've lost unexpectedly during the pandemic. And people are realizing that there's a word for that and it's shadow loss. That's part of my work as a sanitologist. So what I'm interested in doing, so my mission by the time that I die is I want to significantly change, like positively change the way that we deal with death and dying in my lifetime in the United States specifically. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm interested in doing as a sanitologist is figuring out how I can develop tools, techniques, words, things that we don't have that I can discover and give to other people to help them navigate loss, which is a normal part of being a human. Shadow loss is a word that I coined, and I have a TED Talk out about that now. Um, I did that TED Talk like four weeks before the pandemic. Oh, that just gave me shivers. Me too, I, I know. It's so oh, trippy. Like that was this year. God, it feels so long ago. It feels like you did that two years ago. Oh, I know. Blows my mind. Before this year, I, I was traveling a ton. I was traveling more than 20 times a year, believe it or not, as a sanitologist. And this year I've traveled twice, oh. you know, and it's so that's been really different for me this year is being home that much that's that's totally different so but I'm enjoying it now I'm kind of like used to it and I really like it (laughs) (laughs) you've made it work and you're like this feels great I want to keep doing this on a certain level of things well speaking of travel I want to talk about how we all met Mm -hmm. we got to know you through our delightful dad ward von podcast miss Allie Ward because Mm -hmm. you were on her podcast yep right when it was new new too like like so new baby yeah 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 and Uh, I have goosebumps again. Okay, so Bonnie and I both got phone tarot readings and long loving conversations with you and had really in-depth, meaningful, ridiculously comforting, awesome, worldly conversations with you. And we felt like we knew you. I feel like those are the kind of conversations where you each feel like you know the person intimately as though you've been friends your whole life after that time. The strange part is Bonnie and I both had that connection with you. That doesn't always happen for us as sisters. Mm -hmm. We don't find people that were like, oh, we love your soul. Mm -hmm. We collect those people. (laughs) Then we got to actually have you here in Portland because we co-hosted a very special Life, Death, and Tarot dinner and Mm -hmm. you spoke to a very intimate group a group that was just in awe of your presence watching people watch you speak is a delightful experience you talk about things you're passionate about but people literally sit there and drink in every word like they needed to hear it because you do talk about things that are really deeply important it was just a really beautiful experience and then we got to like get drinks at a local bar and kind of wild out a little bit and like have a really good time and it was just so fun and I'm so glad we had that moment yeah that kind of cemented a friendship that was just it was bound to be amazing anyways it's just kismet yeah totally it was so interesting how that all came to 
to be because literally the three of us had no reason to be friends, mm-hmm. right? Or to connect. Why? You're in Portland. I'm in Kentucky. Like, right. work. so, but it's just kind of interesting how sometimes things just genuinely fall into place. And, yeah. you know, it's so interesting. Just last week, I had somebody who apparently attended that dinner that oh. we all put together. Just like reaching, reaching out and staying in touch. And I just, that was over two years ago now. Yeah. Oh my God. It was, I'm just going to have goosebumps this whole interview. This is just going to be how I live now. Oh my gosh. I took a picture of my arm to send you guys. Like I'm growing scales out of my pores. It's insane. We did trivia for the science. Oh yeah. (laughs) What is that called? Skype a scientist. Skype a scientist. Thank you. And we randomly had people in the group were like we're on this team so if you guys want to join like 80s babies like come on our team and a bunch of people volunteered and one of the gals we were talking with her and we're in a zoom thing we keep getting put in this little zoom room together and we're all chatting and after like halfway through like it's like an hour long about halfway through (laughs) we're like talking about stuff and how four out of five of us were from Portland and she said yeah I was so weird I was actually at the Duro dinner and I was like that's why you look familiar what? <laughs> yeah. out of 187 strangers we got stoked that somebody's like I have ologies merch on can I be in your group and I turned red because I'm like that's so delightful that she recognized um, us as merch people but then that girl was like oh yeah I know who you are I, like, I've literally met you and I've eaten yeah. your food and um, I I know oh, who cool. you are. That is so cool. It it was very awesome. It all like came around again. Yeah, that's cool. That is so cool. And I love Skype the scientists. I've done that like six times, and I get really excited when teachers understand that it is okay to talk about death with kids. <laughs> that's gotta be so rewarding because it's such a touchy subject it is yes yes did I ever tell you when I was teaching I had to talk to a preschool class about death did I ever tell you this story no how did that not get brought up I don't know dude okay so we had a little girl that passed away in our class I'm still Mm -hmm. really good friends with the family all these years later they found me on Facebook it's wonderful and strange and wonderful Mm -hmm. this little girl got pneumonia she went home on a thursday for a long weekend and never came back to school Mm -hmm. everybody found out about it the parents were all notified that she had passed away and she was a very bubbly sunshiny spirit in the classroom so it's a void that is noticeable all these kids are sitting around talking and one of the loud boys one of the naughty kids i love him to bits he said Mm -hmm. you're not allowed to talk about god at school and start freaking out and then there was a big discussion and an argument with little baby religious kids and little agnostic kids it was very interesting and mm-hmm. one kid threw a huge huge fit he was very close with this child that passed and mm-hmm. he threw this huge tantrum and he goes when you're dead you're dead you're dead and he stormed out of the room and I was like mm-hmm. oh he's handling grief really really interesting this is all very interesting mm-hmm. so we sat down in group and I was like all right I gotta handle this because this is the only thing they're talking about all day yeah we sat down And I talked to him about like how they feel and like I just decided if I get fired tomorrow for having this conversation with kids, who fucking cares? It's the right thing to do. One of the kids is like, but I believe in God. And then so-and-so said that God lives in the clouds. So now, you know, our friend is in the clouds and all these things. I said, okay, does it make you feel better to think that? And she's like, Mm -hmm. well, yeah. And I said, okay. Well, and I asked the other kid, does it make you feel better that, you know, when someone dies, they're just no longer with us anymore. And he's like, yeah, that's what my parents said. I was like, okay, whatever mm-hmm. makes you feel better is okay to feel. And it's not yeah. wrong. And they were like, oh, and I was like, so picture this. Do you like cheddar cheese? 
And the girl's like, yeah. And the other kid's like, I hate it. And I was like, that's okay too. Do you like Swiss cheese? And so we're mm-hmm. sitting there comparing and talking about cheese. And I was like, let's pretend everybody's God is cheese. And if you don't like cheese, <laughs> totally fine. And all of it's okay. And they're like, they all started talking about cheeses and macaroni and cheeses for the rest of the day instead of their friend who had passed. Okay, cool. So then later <laughs> in the week, the parents are like, Hey, can we talk about how you compared apparently God to cheese in class the other day? I'm like, oh yeah, I knew this was going to come back to bite me. I'm really sorry. They were like, no, thank you. Cause like, we don't know how to have this talk. And with their peers, yes. it feels like that was digested in a much better way than grownups yeah. telling kids that's a grown up thing. Don't talk about your dead friend. Yeah. Huh. That was probably my most successful grief assistance moment I've probably had in all of my life. (laughs) Well, and that that probably made a huge difference because you taught them that it's like, you know, it's okay to talk about death because we, we learn to be afraid to talk about death from the adults that teach us when we're kids. We, we teach our children to be afraid of death yeah, or not. I agree. And if you talk to kids about death, you'll find that they talk about it openly and comfortably mm-hmm. because they haven't necessarily yet been taught to be freaked yeah. out and need a whisper voice. There's no stigma yet. Yes, exactly. It was actually one of the healthiest conversations that I had had about anyone passing. And it actually helped me because I had feelings about it. I was very close with that child. It really sucked for us. We all wrote her letters and put them in her cubbies. And and they were like, well, she's not going to write back. I'm like, I know you're not writing it for her. You're writing it for you. you, And we decided we would never open them. We would seal them and just put them in her cubby. They would just stay in there. I think we ended up giving it to the family when they were ready for it. See, that's that's lovely. Yeah. Good job. Thanks. You know what? That's the time I compared God to cheese. (laughs) That's really... In a nutshell, that's what I'm made of right there. (laughs) You're lactose intolerant? That's fine. Doesn't mean you're atheist, just means you're non-dairy. It's fine. It means there's some soy cheese out there with your name on it. You know what? It's all good. Cheese is good. God is good. Cheese is good. Well, this episode is going to be definitely all over the totally. place. We do a lot of the nostalgia stuff and mm-hmm. we're going to hit you up with some memory lane stuff. We'll have you dig back a little. Think of some silly stuff. I have a current question since we are all a little trapped. <laughs> okay. I'm a, apparently a huge sucker for any sort of Instagram ad. I'm still waiting on stuff I ordered back in in March, like end of March. (laughs) But do you have any weird random pandemic purchases that you've made that you would like to talk about? Oh my god, I do. And my husband, he he would just he's made fun of me for this. Okay. I don't know what happened, but I ended up finding myself at 3 a.m. and I just I was like up and I needed to go to bed early, but at like 3 a.m. and I watched this documentary on what it's called earthing <laughs> I don't know where you like stand in like on the grass mm-hmm, yeah something about I don't know electrons yep. and the earth and then you, you become balanced and I don't know I watched it I was like oh my god and then I started I found like Instagram accounts about it and then I found all this stuff and then I found a pillowcase that you plug into the wall <laughs> and so you can be <laughs> you can be asleep at night and be getting the benefits of the earth fixing you while you sleep. And you guys, I fucking ordered it. Oh, I've never ordered shit like that before. It was only like $30. And, and then it showed up in the mail. And I was so ashamed because I knew my, I was going to like my husband would find out. And he was like, what, what is this? And I was like, it's a pillowcase. 
He's like, why? I'm like, because you plug it into the wall. <laughs> He's like, why do you plug in a pillowcase? <laughs> um, but anyway, I use it every night. And, and how do you feel? I uh, about the same. About the same. <laughs> but, you know, I'm just trusting the process. I'm just trusting the process. So that's my weird pandemic purchase. Oh, and um, I love yeah, that. my pillowcase is, is attached to the wall. So. <laughs> oh my God. I love everything about that. We joke that Aiden's getting rid of his free radicals when he runs around in the backyard with his bare feet. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm now convinced <laughs> that something terrible would happen if he didn't do it. So now he has to, cause what if? Yeah. Oh man. I've, I've gotten a few random things. It actually, when it came time for my birthday and I had to tell my loved ones what they could buy me if they wanted mm-hmm. to buy me a present. It was kind of like, what do you get for the girl who bought herself all the weird shit already? Yeah, <laughs> her list was short no. and precise. Well, I specifically picked out things because I was like, these are all nice things that were more expensive than what I wanted to spend on myself after I already bought a head hammock. <laughs> a bottle glass mm-hmm. cutter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and you know steals and deals but you're gonna love what I got for my birthday it's very cool Ooh. they got me calligraphy sets with all kinds of inks and oh. wax stamps that are like oh. out of place, mystical cool ones and it oh. reminded me of you because the first time yeah. I ever did a wax stamp was at that tarot dinner where you made the cookies and you yeah. let me do stamping on the bags and you brought beautiful <laughs> yeah. purple wax and it was so much fun and you were like yeah and this is how you do it and this is why I do it and this is what I like to do and it looks like this and I like that and I'm like you're incredible it was a beautiful touch too like that was gorgeous you know I forgot about that so if I remember correctly what we did was so funeral homes used to make funeral biscuits and many funeral homes would have like a stamp for their cookies that they would give out so it was like a little branding technique and like you knew it was from smith funeral home if it had like a lily on it so we put them in the the little glassine envelope and then folded it over and then wax sealed the cookie clothes and that was supposed to be a nod to this like old tradition Mm -hmm. and then to the tradition of um, a wax seal because you would use the same wax seal that might be your monogram or family crest or symbol that's otherwise meaningful to you so that anytime you mail something out people know that it's authentic that it's really from you because it's your seal and your specific color of wax um, and I think that's such a little tradition touch and um, I actually still do that on a lot of the stuff that I send out especially around the holidays so I still send out holiday cards and I try to do a real wax seal you send the best yeah. mail and you you have beautiful handwriting you do calligraphy mm-hmm. you just send really great mail and they always just pops up when i'm in a rut i feel like the universe is like postal service slid it in right here because you're about to break and i'm like oh <laughs> it's a card from Cole, and it says like all the sweetest nicest things mm-hmm. and we actually i did because i'm a crazy person 3 a.m i'm on etsy i ordered us a custom you are that stamp so it says yeah on the stamp with the little olive branches you inspired little- her and now all of our all of our <laughs> love mail from our business for our people will have a yacht stamp on it and it is gorgeous she showed it to me and i was like damn that's the best 3am purchase i bought a crepe maker i don't know if you've seen those bullshit things i have yeah they're cool. the dipping dip ones it's horrid 
It is the worst device I've ever bought for my kitchen. So then I did a full 180 and I've been buying very fancy cookware for myself. Oh. Who? This is the only thing I'm going to bitch about. If you're going to make an appliance that's a handheld appliance, pretend it's like a blow dryer and you need to hold it really far out to do things with it. Don't give it a two foot cord. That's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, oh, cool. Um, mm-hmm. Someone told me something and it it made me think of you. And it was a really tragic thing that I've said so many times that it became very nonchalant in how I said it. <laughs> and I put this person aback. Oh, God. He's a younger guy. And I'm telling mm-hmm. him the story and he pauses and his reaction, he said it so perfectly that I was like, this is like something that would be in like Cole's book, book of life. <laughs> and he just said, I'm sorry for your misfortune. Oh, like, what do you say when you don't know what to say about someone's fucked up story? They probably shouldn't have told you. But he said, I'm sorry for your misfortune. That's the nicest way to like soft shoe out of a room that I have ever heard. And I took it and now I use it. Miss Shannon, yes, Shannon has really good questions. I do. Okay. Hey, lay them on me. <laughs> I'm going to start out real, real nice and soft though. Okay. What is your favorite board game or card game? Um, Favorite card game is golf. And my husband and I play that quite a bit. Nice. Just old school with a deck of cards. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> it's a deck of cards. Um, I will tell you that when it comes to board games, um, <sighs> I will cheat. Um, just, oh my god, I love you. I am a cheater, and so a lot of people don't like to play with me. And then now everybody knows that I cheat, and there's like the whole thing. So, you know, I don't really have a favorite board game, and I have a problem because it's like you you sit down to play with me, and I don't know. I feel challenged to find no. a way to cheat, but and I, I realize it's cheating when that's wrong. But I don't care. You're speaking my truth right now. I'm so happy to know you. I'm instantly boiling. My blood is boiling. She's such a rule follower. I'm a table flipper if I'm losing. I'm also a bad, really bad loser, and I like to cheat at board games. And you don't let her ever be the banker. No, because I'll give people money. That's what I try to be in when I play Monopoly is to be the banker. And I just, yeah, I've been like that ever since I was a kid. So that's where my... that is where my rule breaking comes out. I love that. We would be the worst friends to have been as children because we would have formed an alliance. And then somebody like Bonnie would have physically accosted us because we we're bad, bad <laughs> cheaters. There's real consequences for your mind games, children. I appreciate oh. that you were so honest about that because most people would just be like, no, I'm not that into board games. And you're like, actually, I'm the worst. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never, I'm like over here with my mouth open. <laughs> I enjoy I know, that. I'm sorry. I mean, and, I, and now like I let people know before I play that I'm like, <laughs> I will cheat. I will cheat in this game. So I just put it out there and, you know, it's just, it's just one way to have a strategy. <laughs> Look, it's play at your own risk, man. I love it. We got the electric version of Monopoly, and oh. it's fairly random. Oh. So when you do your chance card, it's automatically banking what you make. Oh. So you physically can't that cheat. That sounds terrible. Oh. I wouldn't like that. No. <laughs> I'd be like, this is boring. Let's watch a show. Fuck this game. This is a game of chance. Yeah, I would not like that. <laughs> I loved it because it made it fair. Oh, see, Bonnie's <laughs> such a rule follower. I do love, like, 
poker games. I feel like the thrill of being able to play strategy against your opponent kind of thing. Yeah. And I liked when people thought I was lying and then I wasn't. Then I was like, in your face, give me all your money. I love, (laughs) I have a problem. It's a wonder I'm not a gambling addict, but I love poker. It's so good. Well, we were raised by our dad to play it and he would literally sit four children on a table (laughs) he's teaching us all how to play poker but the patience this man must have had but when his patience broke at certain times we'd be giggling oh yeah i'd be lending shannon a chip i'd talk her out of a card (laughs) he would say things to us like if this were the west you'd be shot under the table by now oh okay dad okay (laughs) i tried to slip him nickels and dad got super mad he's like no 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 you can't give money to another player and i was like but he doesn't have any money. The <laughs> oldest and Waylon's in the middle and Bonnie's winning. It was very serious. I feel like looking back on that, dad was like a grown man that really just missed having friends. I'm going to make yeah. my kids play Aww. poker. <laughs> we got good Aww. though. I think that's why I'm a serious rule follower. I, yeah. If this were the West, you'd be shot under the table by now. Like be serious, everyone and follow the rules or you'll die. <laughs> what a dad statement. What oh. a dad statement. <laughs> we were very serious obviously well now i can't play games with you because yeah. y'all are cheaters oh, I'll play games with you call it's perfect <laughs> yeah okay. i would i would totally play to see who's the best cheater that to me is fun Ooh, i'm into that, that okay would be fun. so yeah. the next game we play will be me and you and bonnie and Allie because Allie's rule follower and then yeah. that would be perfect Ooh, because yeah. they would both be livid <laughs> actually that might just ruin a bunch of friendships so maybe we don't do that <laughs> Let's say. take this legendary pairing that was given to us by the universe. Put <laughs> all over it. Yeah. Uh, let's just let's just not do it. But we know where our alliances would be, and that would be fine too. Yes. Yes. All right. Cool. Okay. Oh, so you you're a very calculated person, and I mean that in a complimentary, mm-hmm. structured sort of way. Mm-hmm. So you always seem to be planning ahead, Mm -hmm. but still remaining in tune with optional outcomes that may not be what you planned. Good head on your shoulders, looking forward. I want to know what is the most reckless or spontaneous thing you did as a youth that now you think back on and it feels really out of character for you. (laughs) Okay. Step one, be 19. Step two, get a discover card. Step three, charge, charge round trip airfare to australia on discover card step four show up at the airport to leave for the flight and get to the baggage counter and the the lady's like um where's your visa (gasps) i go i use discover card oh Oh my god so then i mean i was a dumbass and um i ended up having to get like an emergency visa over the phone to to get access to the country after buying this like three thousand dollar ticket and then i went and then i went to australia and then i just like i dicked around for several weeks and oh my (laughs) fucking god my jaws on the floor never could i have imagined the answer would be that epic are you fucking <laughs> kidding me oh my god can you imagine that woman at the airline she had to just wanted to kill me oh <laughs> that's a movie yeah so i'd say that was pretty, pretty dumb pretty not thought out <laughs> i didn't exp- i thought you would i i have no words i assumed that would be a hard question and you'd be like let me think about it. And then it would be something like PG 13 excitement <laughs> level. Like, no, straight up. 
I love you so yeah. much. You, you never cease to amaze me as an adult. Now that reflection is something that you're like hundred percent. This was a defining moment in my life where I maybe learned something, but also really just had a mirror put in front of my face of like, you're a naive child. And that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Real talk though, Bonnie, wouldn't yeah. you have just gotten to the terminal and been like, Oh, visa roadblock going home. I guess I need a refund. Like <laughs> I wouldn't have gone the distance with that. I would have claimed fraud on yeah. my credit card and called them. <laughs> Did you go alone? Why were you going? What What was in Australia other than it's Australia? Um, I like had some very casual friends down there, sort of. The summer before, I worked at a Jewish all-girls summer camp. And for some reason, this particular camp, if you were a counselor, you were either Jewish or from Australia. Amazing. Yeah. And so I ended up making friends with several of the Australians, and they were all like, yeah, come visit us. And I was like, okay. And um, I took them up on it. And so I ended up hanging out, kind of floating between different people's places. And I just kind of floated around Adelaide and um, went over to Sydney for a while. And I just, um, I just was 19. And, you know. <laughs> That's so much cooler than anything I did at 19. Luckily, I was, I was okay. But wow, I got whatever wild hair that was, I got it out of my system because I haven't done anything that expensive and reckless. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got a big one. <laughs> Wild card. I found out this year through my family genealogy that um, there's a wing of our family that is full of people who have this behavior pattern where they just like do something that is nuts. Um, I have this great uncle that decided to just like go out and try to find gold in Idaho in the <laughs> 1940s. And he got lost for over a week. And then it, <gasps> it, it made front page news in the Cincinnati Enquirer. Um, and then I have another relative that went off and started a walnut farm in California. Um, so, yeah. there's Wow. They went nuts. Ugh. I inherited it. <laughs> Mm, I appreciate that pun. That was a good one. <laughs> one day I'm going to go nuts. And it's going to be macaroon for days. Filberts. Hazelnuts everywhere. I'm just going to call you and say, cash you a question. Oh, oh, oh. I just made that one up. Johnny on the spot. That one hurts. <laughs> I've been pining for that nut joke for a really long time. Ooh, don't challenge my puns. Here's a throwback question. When you were younger grade school, middle school, high school, all those good years, did you ever write or receive a secret admirer type love note of any variety? You know, I never did that. And I never received anything like that. But in grade school, my friend, Katie, she was like my best friend. There was like boy love triangle stuff going on. And I think, like, I liked the boy that liked her, but I never said anything about it. And so I took it out by stealing her yikes erasers. (laughs) (laughs) And it became, like, a big thing. It became a big thing. Oh, you lashed out. I had had someone I secretly admired and wasn't able to express my feelings, so I took it out through theft. 
I think all of us have been in that particular position before, though. Yeah. Like, I've been, like, madly in love with a boy before and thought there was a possibility because he always, like, hung out with us. And then turns out he's in love with my friend. Oh, How do I throw her off of a bridge? How do I, how do I eliminate my competition? That's not true. Just joking. Wait, and that's, like, a really amazing thing to steal, you're gonna notice but then also weren't those the crazy ones that were like all racers like rolled together yes. crazy color neon they were so cool Pulled them apart yes. opposite love me love me not rose petals would be like she's a bitch she's a bitch <laughs> she's a bitch yeah yeah i think that's a timeless thing to covet though cool erasers yeah definitely even my kids obsessed with tiny erasers well they started making them like shaped like food yeah. and smell he even likes <laughs> just bright colored ones yeah i think we hit the thing that's like common nostalgia thread for every single generation is probably erasers erasers absolutely. i love erasers they're so cool and you want to collect them and then if someone uses them you freak yeah. out. that would be cool merch I wonder if there's like companies that make ooh cool erasers. <gasps> how how much is that? And like what's, I don't know. what's the minimum quantity order? <laughs> you have our mind, the entrepreneurial brain. <laughs> so you're like, where can we go with this? Let's get retro in it. It just reminded me that the most random thing I purchased during the pandemic wasn't a head hammock. It was that ball you sent me, oh, Shannon. No. The, it's that plastic disc that has the ball on each side and you balance on it and bounce on it. Oh, oh. Um, that's called a pogo ball, bitch. Oh, a pogo ball. Don't call me I'm a bitch. Sorry. I just meant in general celebratory bitch, not like you are one. <laughs> sorry. I got a purple pogo ball. I tried it once what? and then I felt um, warily fat. If I pop this, <laughs> I'm going to be mad. Childhood nostalgia. They need to bring back skippets. Oh, yes. Skippets are the guys, best. the pain on your ankles when the skippet would like. Oh, rack you right in the ankle. Oh, yes. I remember that. That was pretty rough. Yeah. That's what made it good. We were so good at it, though. Our mom would just send us outside to skip it, and we would skip it until the sun went down, and then we'd compare our numbers. So it was like competitive, but also exercise. I love memory lane, and I love talking about childhood stuff. Miss Cole. Yes. (laughs) What? (laughs) I'm getting very serious. Yeah. This is a very serious question. What is a piece of advice that you received at a very young age that has always followed you? Oh, that's a good one. Thank you. That is a good question. Thank you. You know, honestly, I don't feel like I necessarily, like when I was a kid, I don't, I don't have any memories of getting what I would call good advice. (laughs) (laughs) Sage advice. Let's just say, what is one thing that an adult told you as a kid that you remember? (laughs) That affected how you grew up and lived, damaging or otherwise. Yeah, that is a good question. Question. Well, one of the things that I was told as a younger person, probably high school, that it's something I always keep in mind, particularly in relationship to dealing with um, like online communities, social media, just opinions from other people. And it's this, just because a voice is the loudest doesn't mean it's also correct. Mm, That is true. It is so true. Like sometimes you really need to learn to listen to the quiet voices. The loudest voice might make you really uncomfortable, but it doesn't mean they're right. And that's sometimes I think a hard lesson that a lot of people have to learn and figure out. Oh, yeah. Very true. The people with the biggest egos or the biggest insecurities that are projecting are usually the loudest voices in the room. Yeah. Yeah. 
I was the class clown and I didn't know what the fuck I was saying half the time. I was just saying shit. Yeah. I hope no one took anything that yeah. I ever said as like God's honest truth. <laughs> Bonnie wisdom gospel truths floating around. Oh, this is my favorite question, actually. I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. What were some of your first thrifted finds that made you hooked on thrifting stuff? I have a silly example that I was doing thrifting because we were poor, but we would go to Goodwill and find stuff and I felt like it was treasure. And I would go yeah. and I found these really cool, like almost mustardy brown corduroy pants, but they were like men's pants. And when I tried them on, they fit me like a glove. And I was like, these corduroy pants are the coolest thing I've ever found in my life. And now anytime I find corduroy pants while I'm thrifting, oh, corduroy pants. I don't know why that's my jam. It made me hooked. Yeah, Cole, you're really good at well, finding stuff. Well, Shannon, we have something in common because my first big thrifted thing was a pair of men's pants that they were just like gray kind of suit pants and they had like a dropped crotch yes and I remember putting them on I was like 15 and I was like I look baller and I I remember cutting remember you would wear those like three or four inch black foam flip-flops sandal thing oh yeah I had stacked Jack Purcells back in the day and that was my platform okay yeah I love those and so I wore those with the the men's pants and I cut the pants up the side so that Ooh. like it would like drape it looked yeah. good. And I remember that and I just they were like I, that that was kind of when I started to really get thrifting and think about my style and experimenting. So yeah, men's pants like that. Yeah, and they fit great. I feel like you have a little booty on you too and I do too. So yeah. I feel like men's I pants know, yeah. tend to fit a little bedonk a little better especially in our teen years where we have the boy yep. hips and a little booty on us like those were the best yep. pants god that's so yep. funny yeah slacks man <laughs> i love when you go on your thrifting adventures mm-hmm. and then you do a fashion show in your stories and it was so cute i like when you have us vote on which dress you should wear <laughs> i need to do that again because i actually went to the thrift store last week and i'm yes. like oh my god show the people because it's everything from like Straight up David Bowie neckline, designing women blouses and blazers, cute cigarette <laughs> pants. You've like got the craziest style. I love that shit. So good. No one wants to follow me if they're, if they're like, wow, she does thrift store fashion shows. Definitely don't want to see that. <laughs> Hell yeah, I want a thrift store fashion show. <laughs> um, my husband calls it Goodwill Manifesting because oh, I'll go oh. in with a list and I'll have a I thing in that. mind. Oh, I found this thing. And he's like, of course you did. You found a weird thing with a brand new tag on it. Of course you did. So weird. My husband, Victor, says something. He's kind of like poking fun at it. But like if something bad happens or just something that is unfavorable, he'll say, I didn't manifest this. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's hilarious. I'm sorry for your misfortune. I'm sorry for your misfortune. You didn't manifest this. I'm going to combo them yes, both. it is the most professional, <laughs> kind way of saying it. It's not my fault. Uh-huh. It's not my fault. I didn't do it. Victor's a genius. <laughs> you want to do this or I that? I do. I do. I do. Mm, I'm ready. Mountains in the summer or ocean in the summer? Ooh. Mountains in the summer. I love me some mountains. Summer mountains are the best. Giving or receiving the most thoughtful, perfect gift? Giving. I know. I knew her. <laughs> You're a good gift giver. All girls slumber party or a boy girl party with a curfew. Oh, probably a boy girl party with a curfew. Right. You got to get that time in for practice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Purple hair or green hair? 
Green hair! <laughs> I love all your colors, by the way. <laughs> she paints with all the colors of the wind. <laughs> the fool or the high priestess? High priestess. Oh, look at you. Self-care fresh cut flowers for your home or tea mm. by a fountain in your yard. Oh my gosh, tea by the fountain. <laughs> yes. I got on Facebook Marketplace and I got a fountain from some lady and we hung it up. So that's actually a trick. So if you live in an area where like you can hear the highway or like on a busy street, if you put a water feature, um, you will then be outside and your brain will have you hear the water feature and stop focusing on like the road noise. That's genius. Your patio is so city, small, galley style, if that yeah. makes sense to most people. It's like long and narrow, but it's big, but it's narrow. But that fountain is yeah. so beautiful. Oh, sorry. I had to mention it. It's just so gorgeous. I love it. And we don't have a fountain, but our neighbors have oh, a very right. ornate backyard oh. where they have a huge ass toy pond okay. and at nighttime it sounds like we live next to a creek and then Aww. on hot days we get that yummy summertime pond <laughs> smell oh, that like travels in the air but it's like camp it smells like camp outside. real nice foresty smell comes off a pond like that oh mm -hmm. it's good i will take all of your pond vibes and i will absorb them through my ears i have Thank a pond you. and a little fountain too so now every time we hear our fountains and ponds we should just think of yep. each other Yes. Mm -hmm. I wonder if they're sitting by their fountain and or pond as well. Yes, I love that. <laughs> I was literally thinking of you that whole morning. I did like a tarot reading for myself, mm -hmm. which I rarely do. Purple and gold and simplified and it's so beautiful. So I was doing my reading and these cards flew out of the deck. Ooh. Ooh. So I was like, oh, and I remembered what you said. And it was, if a card jumps out at you, mm -hmm. Meant for you. you to read it yeah it's meant for you yeah so I flipped it over and I like looked in my little book and I got the meaning and was like whoa and then I saw the corner of the card it had another one stuck to it and I oh. shuffled these like mad these two cards were stuck together like they were manufactured that way I was like wow. oh, guys. and so there was bonus cards and then later in the day Shannon said Cole can be on the podcast. Uh -huh. Like, we need to figure out what time we're going to schedule it. And I was like, I was literally just thinking about her. Oh, that is, oh, that is so cool. Oh, I love that. Uh, do you want to know a crazy tarot thing that just happened recently? Yes, always. I sent Allie a package and I was packing up her package and I was looking for something on a shelf and I dropped the box of cards that we got for the dinner where we put a large tarot card yes. on everyone's plate. I dropped it. It's a closed box, but one card fell out of the box out of, out of the top. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, Oh shit. But she has a suit that follows her. It was mm -hmm. one of those. And I was like, Oh fuck. So I put it in her box. Didn't think about it, but I also <laughs> didn't say anything. Was it a sword? It was a sword. Yeah. yeah. And I, I just put it in her box without even thinking about it and sent it to her and she opened it. <gasps> <laughs> oh, this is cool. And very timely. The box fell off a fucking shelf and went, hey, give this to your girl. And I was like, I haven't touched yep. those cards in over a year ago. Yeah. Oh, full body goosebumps. So something. I love that. And I love that we're connected by tarot. <laughs> I love it too. It's so good. Just like throw in all the questions. Like let's talk about nostalgia. Let's talk about death. Let's talk about tarot. <laughs> let's talk about all the things. Oh. I freaking love it. 
Cole, do you want to tell everyone where to find you on social, what your website is for all of your things? You have multiple endeavors. Is everything linked on your website? Like we can find your TED Talks and everything. Yes. Yes. Thank you for asking. My um, website is AmericanFanatologist.com. And then my Instagram is at Imperi, I-M-P-E-R-I. And now after this fabulous interview, hopefully you all can see that people who know about death and dying, that's not all we think about. <laughs> no, they also think about cheating at board games. Yes. Yes. Damn right they do. <laughs> Versatile oh click. God, I, I love, love it. it. <laughs> and you post really insightful things online as far as the meanings behind things. And it's fun to follow you because then it kind of takes you out of your own brain for a minute. Look at a bigger picture or look at something from a different perspective. So definitely go follow her on Instagram. And we love you. And now yes. it's time for us to compliment you while you have to sit and yeah, okay. all right okay I'll try. i want to go Do first <laughs> you are a dynamic thoughtful wonderful human i'm so lucky that i got to be introduced to you through the message that you were giving and then literally i got you on the phone and you got to help me through one of the darkest times in my life. Like, I remember. It was remember. a stepping stone. Mm -hmm. And I told you nothing. You didn't know me. So you were telling me stuff about myself that you, you waited till the end, but you were like, does any of this make sense? And it was, I feel like in that moment, everything made sense. But what made more sense was you and I. <laughs> and I was so grateful for it. You have such a, a way about you that I feel like you're a light for so many people that you probably don't even realize how many people you positively affect. You've helped me think more of myself and taking care of myself, mm -hmm. putting on my mask before helping other people mm -hmm. and how it's not selfish. I have that guilt mm -hmm. that I always bring with me of, you know, taking care of myself feels guilty all the time. Yep. And anytime I need to pick me up, I can turn to anything you're doing. Even when you deal with loss, you do it in a way that's educational for other people. So it's like, yes, you're experiencing hardship, but you're sharing that with everybody. And it's, it's so relatable and so beautiful. And I just want to mm -hmm. keep seeing you shine and see what you grow into and see what a light you become for everyone. Because I feel like you are a, a fucking gift, even if you cheat at games. <laughs> I'll forgive you for it. I'll forgive you for it. And I, I appreciate you so much. And I I thank you so much for joining us today. And you literally schedule every moment of your yeah. life. So thank you for putting us in. Well, thank you for the compliments. And I vividly remember that first time that we really talked in, like ever. And it was like two hours. Um, and we didn't know each yeah. other, but it certainly didn't feel like that. I cried. Oh I cried God. so hard. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I wept. Yeah, oh. and that was and that was like over two over two years ago. Well, That's over two so years ago. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh Maybe closer to three. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Why does that feel like forty freaking years ago? It's crazy. I know. I love you because you have a really wry, interesting sense of humor. You're weird, but you you hold it very like casually. <laughs> Like, like, so people question if you're weird or not. And then you're like, no, actually, here's the trick. I'm also like super relatable and I'm really down to earth and I'm like delivering information that's really kind and comforting. But you're a professor 
but a compassion professor. You have a way of delivering things to people where they're like, God, I didn't even know. I'm just telling you about yourself. It's totally fine. Yeah. It's it's gentle guidance, but it's not condescending. There's nothing pretentious and there's nothing cold or hospital bare about any of it. Some teachers can be very facty and everything feels very sterile. And you're like, no, Mm -hmm. this is a, this is a layer of comfort. And then I want to talk to you about how you feel about the thing I just said, because you're just so kind and warm and wonderful, but you're also not afraid to be like, yo, let's talk about this weird shit. And that is my favorite thing is because you're so weird in this very professional package. And I love it. I love all your layers. You are very brilliant and you are very smart and you are very kind. And I think anybody that watched, I'm going to make myself cry. Mm. I know, right? Okay. <laughs> Any, anybody that watched the Ruby Sagas, mm. an actual legend. My girl. Yeah. My girl. Yeah. Ruby, Ruby is a delightful, wonderful animal companion. Mm-hmm. Lifelong friend of Cole's, and mm-hmm. we got introduced to her via Ruby oh, Tuesday, Ruby yes. Tuesday, which was dress up photography. <laughs> and she's so Most beautiful, glamorous beagle you'll ever meet. Seriously, and, and the bitch died. The bitch fucking died this summer, <laughs> and so I'm a little pissed about it. But you know, you know. <laughs> It's like 2020 couldn't just, just get any worse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you handled it with style and grace. I feel like it made so many other people realize. They're not like, crazy for feeling like it's this. A, it's a family yeah. member. And yeah. it made mm-hmm. me feel less like a lunatic for being really pissed that my Bacchus passed away. And he just gave up. And I was super fucking mad about it. Mm-hmm. That's a family member. That's a loss. And it's a grief. And it's a real thing. You did yours so publicly, but with so much grace Again, you have a grace that's just very different than a lot of people. Well, Shannon, you bringing up Ruby makes my final point feel awful because I was going to say, however, you get a couple drinks in this girl and she turns into a hip hop dancer (laughs) at the bar. That's a perfect segue. Oh my God. We went to church bar and Stephen Cook, owner of church Mm -hmm. bar, was on the podcast. And we went to his bar (laughs) with me, you, Cole, and Allie, and we straight up took over yeah, the photo did. booth yep. and then it turned into dj hour and we were just like oh. this is amazing that was such it a was blast so that was such a blast that was such a, i'm so glad that we and we didn't want to go home we could no. have stayed out all night cool you're an amazing friend you're an amazing time no matter what the circumstances you are literally ride or die actually has less meaning for everyone else in my life <laughs> for the record i just love you thank you so yeah. much thank you for having me thank you for being in my life and for creating a space that you have with this podcast like Aww. a place to talk about nostalgia and like just making space for each person to shine i think you guys let people shine and like let parts of people come out that maybe don't come out other ways like it's really nice to be brought on as like oh like I'm a thanatologist but we didn't talk about that and I think that's really beautiful so thank you Aww. for having me I appreciate and value both of you so you much reversed it. you made me cry <laughs> oh man that's like the goal of the thing is to talk about all the good stuff from back in the day mm-hmm. you know what life is crazy so if we can totally. laugh at weird weird stuff you brought up those erasers oh. And my mind went like, <laughs> vortex. Yes. 
No, I went I went back to math class where I watched this girl use these erasers and then I coveted them for a really long time and thought about stealing them and I oh, didn't. Oh, but I wanted you them. I should have. She turned into a real so-and-so. Oh. I coveted them and I got some of my own and it felt like a treasure and I never used them to erase anything. Oh my gosh. Well, but you know why? You never used them to erase anything because you've never made a mistake. Oh. <laughs> oh, girl. That's just not right. And, and that's it for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking fabulous. All right. Thank you, too. Love you. Bye, bye, love love you, you, too. Bye, bye. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We are so happy to have you as our wonderful listeners. Bonnie, where can folks find us if they want to do more than just listen to our voices in their ears? You can find us on Facebook for information. And then you can also join the group if you want to play along. Very, very fun and super active right now. I love it. I love it. I love it. The emoji one got, got me through a day the other day. It was great. I love it. Man, those emojis. So good. It's hard to choose. I know you only get four. Where else can they find us? Uh, you could find us on Instagram and the Twitter at no you are that don't forget the no and we have merch so you can put things on your body or on your head or on a mug you could drink out of us yeah and you could find it at you are that merch.com we super appreciate you guys for rating and reviewing it helps keep our podcast up in the listenership and makes it very easy for people to find us. So we appreciate that. If you haven't done so yet, especially if you're a friend or family member, yes. come on, I y'all. Mean, please. Get in there and give us five stars. Yeah, five. Bops us up and then leave uh, a little ditty. You could be like, I really like them, but they sound a lot alike. That's still a great review. Totally. We'll take it. Yeah. If you want to support us with the no monies, that's the rate and review. If you want to put some doll hairs towards our business, which is You Are That, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash You Are That. We have some cool new stuff coming up for fall. So get in there and be ready to see those benefit levels sprinkle over you like pure joy. Like pumpkin spice glitter come fall. It'll be great. I'm not opposed. It'll be great. We appreciate you very much. And uh, that's it for now. That's it for now. Ta-ta for now. Bye. (laughs) Bye. I will cheat. I will cheat in this game. I will cheat. I will cheat. I will cheat.